Hi everyone. Um, I want to leave a review for Lucifer, but I realized that I want to follow up on what I said about Japan, World War II, and hindsight. It's an hour-long rant where I tear into this mentally deficient uh, program on Netflix. This program went on to blame uh, our choice of bombing Japan uh, based entirely on racism that we burned Japan to the ground because of racism and America unfairly was the aggressor on Japan. And all of that is fucking bullshit. And I spent an hour explaining why. Uh, we actually did try to bomb the fuck out of Germany, uh, the defensive abilities of Germany were far different than Japan. So in the case of Japan, we were able to wipe out their defenses before, you know, while they were separated from the mainland. And in Germany, we were not able to do that. You know, so there were things like that that went on. Uh, in addition to the fact that it was fucking war and the Japanese started their race, uh, their hardcore racism uh, long before we did. And, you know, a lot of people don't like coming down on anybody who had their lives torn apart by war because it's essentially kicking somebody in the gut while they are down. Uh, which is, it never feels right even if it's true, right? So a lot of editorializing happens and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, people seem to forget that Japan began their race to purify the planet of the mongrel races while declaring themselves uh, the superior race long before even the Germans did. The Japanese began it before Hitler rose to power. A lot of people don't remember that. They weren't taught that. Uh, so, it, World War II was a race war. It was a race war begun by Japan. It was a race war begun by Germany. It was a race war begun, uh, you know, engaged with the U.S. Uh, during our own issues of racism. Um, Japan had a theory that they could trigger a race uh, civil war within the United States by bombing Pearl Harbor and engaging in subversive uh, espionage, among other things, to encourage race riots. And there were, there was one really big race riot that happened, that was the Zoot Suit Riots. So Japan, uh, everything about World War II was a race war. And, of, of course, I uh, said, it, this is all a bunch of fucking bullshit, right? This, this, uh, this World War II in color HD series that I found on Netflix, which, believe it or not, I actually cannot find right now, uh, to give you the exact... Um, 
title. Oh, wait, maybe there it is. Oh no, there that's World War II in color. And maybe I did see it. Maybe it was yeah, maybe this one's it. No, I don't think it is this one. See, there are a lot of these World War II. No, it is. No, no, it's not. That's just regular World War II in color. Um see there there are a lot of these programs. They're named very similarly, and they are not they're not the same. They all have variations of World War II, HD, color, uh, whatever in their fucking titles. So it's incredibly difficult uh, to even try to figure out which one it was that I watched. Anyway, so, I just want to reiterate something. So this follow-up is short follow-up. Um, hindsight is 2020, first of all. Second of all, second-guessing what was done and the choices were, that were made is very, very fucking difficult. And what you have to do is methodically remove all of the evidence and knowledge that you have and only look at the evidence and knowledge that was presented uh, during that time with timestamps and dates and examine in a timeline format what was available and when. In today's world is so much different than World War II. In World War II, for every piece of good information, you had 10 to 1,000 pieces of bad information. And, you know, there's, uh, it's been proven over and over again that um, the U.S. really did not know exactly what was going on in Germany in terms of the work camps and then the death camps. By the time that the death camps were acknowledged to exist, we were in heavy wartime engagement. Uh, you know, by the time we knew or were capable, by the time we were capable of dealing with the Japanese brutally massacring everybody, uh, you know, we, by the time we were capable to try and deal with past knowledge, the Japanese already had more resources. You know, if the Japanese had not attacked us, there's a very good reason we would not have, I mean, there's a very good chance, not very good reason, well, and very good reasons that uh, we would not have entered the war until maybe a year later. There are things that exist in the moment. Emotions, anxiety, knowledge that you do not have once you're capable of looking at something in hindsight. There is always, of course, there, I mean, there are situations such as looking at how Hitler mishandled the military 
And he really mishandled it in a lot of ways. And thinking, well, even if I was in Hitler's place, I would have definitely made better decisions, right? Uh, But at the same time, it is because of Hitler's instability that certain horrific decisions were made by the Nazi party. So, you know, a lot of people try and second guess a lot of things. And in speculative fiction, you see that all the time, especially in Star Trek, where you see, uh, you know, a city on the edge of uh, forever or whatever, uh, where theoretically the Nazis won, but that still doesn't make any sense. Uh, uh, I mean, there, there are a lot of things that people have made and made, you know, back then that today, knowing what you know, you look back then and you say, uh, you know what, that's not even plausible. You know, uh, these ideas could not have existed if this happened. So if somebody says, well, if this happened, this would have happened. No, if this happened, it would have changed everything and everything would have shifted. You know, there, there are always consequences to actions. Hindsight is always twenty twenty, which is why I am so, so disgusted when somebody decides to editorialize history. All right. You can't, you can't editorialize history and expect to have a comprehensive, intelligent look at how we got to where we were or why certain things happened in certain ways. End of story. Like, uh, I mean, here's, here's a fun fact for you. The Tuskegee Air, Airmen, right? Tuskegee Airmen only existed because of the segregationist, segregationist policies of our War Department, right? So only the smartest college-educated uh, geniuses, essentially, were allowed to be Tuskegee Airmen. And that's because FDR said, listen, I want to make sure that every single man that serves, you know, black man that serves in the Air Force is the best black man we can get because I don't want my critics to find one goddamn flaw in the idea that black men can serve in the military. Every single historian who has ever studied Tuskegee Airmen in detail will tell you that what was done was a genius maneuver. Now, did it keep some black men who were probably very skilled pilots from being in the pilot seat? Yes, it did. Was that fair? Fuck no, because society wasn't fair. Did it have a positive impact? Yes. While the Tuskegee Airmen were flying, uh, I was watching uh, uh, an interview. Sorry about that. Really loud person. Um, I was watching an interview with uh, Tuskegee Airmen. Now, I I, I haven't fact-checked this, and I know that there's a caveat to this quote. And I think the caveat is 
surrounds the fact, uh, you know, something to do with where they were in terms of escorting the bombers. But the Tuskegee Airmen have a, or at least this particular pilot, and when, you know, during their tour, this specific tour of duty where he was active, they did not lose one single bomber on their escort. They didn't lose one. And that stellar performance helped shatter restrictions, just shatter restrictions. And it was a point of honor, not just for the pilots, but a point of honor for everybody that went up to the racist segregationists and said, listen, there's no justification for segregation. There is not one single event here of failure that you can fly for the, for the Tuskegee Airmen, for these black pilots. You know, hindsight, I've seen these people who don't know what it was like back then, these so-called professors say, the racist uh, uh, policies of FDR kept black men from serving in the Air Force, uh, re relegating them just to one simple small squadron, the Tuskegee Airmen, it, it, and on and on and on and on and on. And it, it's total fucking bullshit. You know, it wasn't in that documentary. It's just an example I'm giving. Hindsight is an abomination to historical analysis unless you've got concrete fucking proof that the hindsight is not hindsight but a contemporary, or, or for back then, a periodically, or peri period anchored contemporary view that a decision that was made was wrong right and i should have known that this series was bad because they they they, they attacked rommel for the decision to not be present on the battlefield and that rommel was partially to blame for the landing at normandy being so ill defended Rommel was fucking ordered to do certain things that prohibited him from making any sort of engagements and he knew that there were no there was there were there were no ships that were going to land on Calais. He didn't choose any of those actions of him except maybe uh god I think that one letter of his was uh, yeah, I might as well go back home because there's not going to be any action where I'm stationed. It was something to that effect. Is he knew they were all going to land on Normandy because he was a genius of a general, right? But he was ordered and prohibited from using his military genius and tactics to pro prevent that landing by Hitler. So that's a contemporary criticism for that period because even people back then knew better. It's not a contemporary criticism to say FDR and his racist policies ensured that more Japanese died because he wanted to save the white people of Germany. I fucking no. No, 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 no. None of that is true. Or um, they withheld information of the death camps and they didn't liberate the people that they could have liberated. Instead, they continued to fight down in the south. And like, no, 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 no. 
by the time the military knew about the death camps, because it was like late 1942, that the work camps were officially turned into death camps, something like that. Uh, maybe it was mid. I'd have to look it up again. Uh, I know that the death that the work camps were periodically shifted into or shifted into death camps over a period of time. And it was in late '42 was like when they were all, you know, established. Uh, by by that time, I mean, uh, how the fuck is a military going to liberate death camps that are deep in enemy territory? You have to fight the enemy soldiers. How are you going to fight the enemy soldiers? Well, you have to make a proper landing. How are you going to make... Well, you see, it, there is a timeline here. You don't have transporters. You don't have fucking phasers. You don't have the ability to fly in on the Delta Flyer. Uh, you, you don't have an X-Wing. You don't have a fucking... Anything to magically transport people in and out of an area in order to liberate those camps. By that time, we knew something was up. Well, what could we do? Well, I'll tell you what we could do. Well, we could keep fighting in order to try and push our way further inward. You know? Uh, and, and there was another thing. <laughs> um, uh, there was a documentary that was made in... Uh, or there was what was it was a lawsuit I think there was a lawsuit and also a couple of documentaries that criticized US soldiers for not feeding and taking care of the people that they were liberating from the death camps and that a lot of people who were liberated continued to die afterwards and there was one documentary series I saw after that and once again I wish I could remember the name they're all named the same fucking thing right uh, it was on the History Channel. It was about 15 years ago, if I remember correctly. And the soldier who was part of the group of soldiers that went in, he said, yes, uh, he went on a rant, similar to the rant I'm giving now. He went on a rant about, yeah, of course we were told not to feed the prisoners. He said, and it pisses me off so much that people were questioning those orders. We had soldiers who tried to feed the prisoners and they wound up getting arrested and reprimanded because, and he went on to describe it. This is a real thing. And it happened not just to the prisoners of the death camps who were liberated, but also to the German soldiers in Stalingrad. When they tried to feed the soldiers or, or the, the, um, when the soldiers tried to feed the, uh, uh, the prisoners, the, because the prisoners had not had food for so long, their insides, because they didn't have mucous membranes in their stomach, their stomach would produce the acid. And anybody who knows biology knows that mucus in your stomach is used to stop the acid from eating away at your own flesh. And I'm trying to say this without crying here. Um, so a lot of prisoners died because their stomachs ate themselves up just over a bite of a candy bar. The acid burned through their stomach and their intestines and killed them. That's why the soldiers were ordered not to feed the prisoners. And that's why soldiers were arrested for and court-martialed when they broke those orders because they thought they were doing something good. They needed 
the medical technicians and the doctors to come in and get the prisoners nourishment intravenously to save their lives. And a lot of people died because they were the living dead. And um, this soldier, when he talked about it, he was, he was so angry. And you could see it behind his eyes. He said, we had to, uh, and he wasn't angry at the people who gave the orders, because he said the orders were there to save those people's lives, the few who could be saved. And then they, these, these assholes tried to um, sue the U.S. government for refusing to feed the prisoners. It went to an international court and everything. And, they, and, and yet there are still documentaries being made to this day criticizing the army for not feeding the prisoners. Mentally incompetent dipshits. And uh, in Stalingrad, and this is the last thing I'm going to say before I turn this off. This is already longer than I wanted it to be. Uh, when the soldiers were dying of malnourishment, uh, the doctors back in Berlin decided to send them cans of horse meat. High protein, high, high, well, high electrolyte. Uh, not just horse meat. Um, horse fat uh, with some of the horse meat. So it was a little bit of meat, vulcanized, packed with fat. Uh, a lot of times by the t time the fat got to them, it turned rancid. So, but that's not what killed them. It wasn't the rancid fat. The um, Nazis, and this, it, it was a wave of deaths that occurred. Uh, you know, people try and say, oh, the most of the fighting ended before the Russian winter. B uh, bullshit. There it was several years of fighting. So there were a couple of Russian winners, okay? Um, but toward the end, when it started getting cold and they were dying of malnourishment, uh, you know, they were sent the uh, horse fat, uh, which had electrolytes and was quick for the body to process. <laughs> or so the doctors thought. Uh, every single soldier who, who ate the horse fat uh, uh, got sick, and it was something like half of them died. And it was a huge catastrophe. And they couldn't figure out why the fucking hell, uh, like, half of them died, like, immediately. So one of the doctors, you know, they decided to cut off the horse fat that the horse fat should be feeding these malnourished soldiers. They were extremely malnourished soldiers, right? Uh, German soldiers. So here's why I compared them to the, to the uh, people in the death camps. Uh, several of the soldiers' bodies were brought back for autopsy because the doctors said, listen, this is what we've done before and it, it helped people out, etc., etc., etc. Well, before you get to a certain point of mal malnourishment, you are able to replenish your electrolytes by eating a bunch of fat. However, if you are so malnourished, if you can get beyond the point, once you eat the fat, your body, what it does is it takes that extra fat that you put into your body and it replaces the fat that you lost. 
All of your organs have a layer of fat around them, whether you're a man or a woman, although men tend to have more fat around their organs than women do. Women tend to have fat in a different area. It's all because of reproduction, right? To make sure that babies survive while in the womb, that's how humans survive. That's one of the main reasons that uh, separate a woman's biology from a man's. It's not just whether or not they have uh, a uterus or a dick. So when you get to a point where you're so malnourished, uh, your body consumes the fat that is wrapped around all of your organs individually. And so what happened is these men ate these high electrolyte fat cans of horse meat. And the first thing the body did was it tried to replace the layer of fat that it consumed, which surrounded each of the organs separately. So the body put the fat around the organs and took all of the nutrition that was in, in the body and stored it in the fat cells to be used later on. So the soldiers, the more fat they ate, the quicker they starved to death. That's how crazy the body gets when it's malnourished. Just think about that for a second. In fact, I'm going to leave you with that thought. 25 minutes longer than what I wanted to say. But this is one of the many, many reasons why I say you cannot. One of the most abominable things that can be done to history is editorializing personal hindsight. Like nowadays, because of that event in Stalingrad, because of the information we got from the Nazis, we now know somebody's malnourished, you don't, you don't feed them fat. <laughs> we now know better ways to take care of people. There's no such thing as, oh, well, the Nazis gave us that information, so we're not going to use it. But one of the reasons why I fucking hated that Voyager episode where Bellana says, that Cardassian tortured Bajorans to get that medical information. I refuse to receive it. And so the doctor deletes that Cardassian program from the ship's computers and all of its knowledge. That's actually the exact opposite of how we function in the real world. You know? The least that doctors can do when they see that some monstrous doctor did something or some monster who wasn't a doctor did something to kill somebody using a certain type of thing, the least that we could do is say, okay, this is what happened when that person died. We're going to make their death count. We're going to use this information to make sure this shit never happens again. Or we're going to use this information to figure out how to undo it. That's how humanity survives. We don't editorialize and f try to pretend that we are on some moral high horse. That's what stupid, lofty, uh, dumbass writers do, or dumbass editors. They're dumbasses, there's no question about it. So they're out there to try and make a moral stance and a moral point 
while forgetting what history is all about. And as anybody who knows me, uh, I mean, any, any of you who listen to my podcast, you all know what my positions are very clearly. Nazis bad. Japanese, imperialistic Japanese were bad. Russians, you know, communist Russians, under Stalinist Russians, they're bad. Right? If you want a simple soundbite, there's my soundbite. If you want to know history, though, you're going to have to get into the muck and you're going to have to learn what happened when and you're going to have to not editorialize. You know? You're going to have to understand why FDR made the decisions he did. You're going to have to understand why uh, why Hitler made the decisions he did. It doesn't mean that you're justifying his decisions. You're understanding them so you can understand what was going on and why th- decisions were made, why things happened the way they did, why the Nazi party could have never been self-sustaining. You know, uh... Anyway, uh, that's it. 30 minutes podcast. I want to make it short. Sorry, it wasn't too short. Um, so have, I hope you have a wonderful day. As always, you could listen on fast forward and decrease the time that way. Love you all. Take care. Bye.